my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. <sighs> Chris, what are we going to review this week? <laughs> Well, David, um, <laughs> well, 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 we have not had a movie by what can only be described as the living legend, the man, the myth is back, my friend. This movie is Manhattan Chase from 2000 and it stars Lauren fucking Avedon, my friend, and... <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock. It is a movie I've never seen. I was trying to scour what am I going to watch? What am I going to stick to you up with, Dave? And I, I was looking, and this is on YouTube, guys. I'm, I mean, I'm probably sure these other versions out there don't bother, but this is an absolute <laughs> masterclass in Avedon at his greasy, oiled up best, Dave. And yeah, this is fantastic. So I take it, Dave. Have you ever heard of this one? Never heard of it at all, Chris. Um, uh, obviously, you know, by about 2000, I think my uh, martial arts action movie watching was was probably dipping a little bit at that time. But um, I gather yours probably hasn't. But, uh, <laughs> no, so it, it never, never watched anything like this, to be quite honest. Um, how about yourself, Chris? Uh, <laughs> not a chance. I've never seen this. I did look at another Lauren Avedon movie, which again is on YouTube. His whole back catalogs on there. I basically went on his IMDb page, Dave and Wiki, looking for like terrible ones. And there's one from about '97 where his girlfriend's brother or someone gets kidnapped, but he's got psychic powers and he locates them and then goes and kicks ass, Dave. Now that. Sounds amazing. So that was almost on the list. But as soon as I saw this, bit of New York, as you know, I love. But we've got to go into this sort of like, it's like a mob martial arts movie. So never seen it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But there you go, Dave. So <laughs> I did see that the reason why nobody knows anything about this movie, Dave, because even the director, Godfrey Ho, he couldn't even get the. Hong Kong film market to take it on because they weren't wow. interested in such an American <laughs> B-movie in the year 2000. Nobody from America or Hong Kong wanted anything to do with this movie. So it looks like it was a straight-to-DVD pound shop special and someone's eloquently put it on YouTube for our pleasure day. But just knowing that you had to watch this was fantastic. But I stitched myself up because you watched it first and were like, you know what? I've watched it and you haven't, so... <laughs> I was feeling quite smug about it then. I'm like, I know you're not going to fucking like this either. <laughs> <laughs> but by God, I mean, I, I must admit, I, you know, it said about Cynthia Rothrock, when I was growing up and watching the movies that she was in at that time, I, I just didn't see what the point was, you know, and the... Like there was nothing about the likes of China O'Brien that really grabbed grabbed me or whatever. But you do have to respect, you know, the fact that she'd gone over. I think the uh, the interview that she did with Scott 
Adkins. I was really quite impressed because, you know, there was this one uh, bit where she was talking about this famous scene where she's doing the splits up against the wall. And, you know, they basically said, you know, they all went for a break or something. And they said, do you want us to get you down? And she's she's like wanting to not show any kind of weakness or anything. So she's like, no, no, I'm fine. Just just leave me here. But she ended up being there for absolutely ages. <laughs> and you think, Christ, even if you can do the splits, I'm sure staying in that position for like an hour or something, you know, is not not a good thing. So, um yeah, I, I I have to appreciate these guys and and what they do and everything. But Jesus Christ, there's a reason we don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, shall we get into our trailer? Let's go. Police, you're under arrest. It's not even the movie that bit, is it? Yeah, I think it's sniper. Not even anything. That's right at the start. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> How bad it is. It's memorable. trailer guy at all is there no it's just literally segments of the film yeah i'm not even sure this is a genuine trailer no i don't think there is one day it's got 207 <laughs> views it's the best we can do <laughs> four likes <laughs> in a world where jason reed has come out of prison <laughs> what <laughs> i don't remember that bit. i don't remember that Sniper bit the star wasn't in it, you know. It was. That was the opening bit. Was it? Oh my god. That's where he gets caught. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Manhattan Chase. <laughs> Coming to a cinema nowhere near you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Chris, after six years as a guest of the state. Bob Hitman Jace, uh, Jason Reed wants nothing more than to get an honest job and spend time with his young son, Tommy. Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? This movie is fucking rubbish. He's got <laughs> some of the best and worst dialogue we've ever seen. I mean, look, we all know that I get loads of stick online for being absolutely in love with Lauren Avedon, Dave. You know, and I, I do play up to it and stuff. 
this is Lauren Avedon, like, ramped up to 10, as if he's doing a parody of Lauren Avedon as well, Dave, because he literally is just... Playing it by the numbers doesn't even come close. Like, it's fantastic <laughs> what he's doing in this, because he comes out of jail, him and his mate come out, and, and obviously they're both together, and, and then this bad guy comes, you know, to take him, Keitha who is like, you know, come on, Jason, you come with me. And they do a bit of karate together. He's like, good to see you've not, uh, you've not lost any of this gun. And I also hope that you weren't invited. Uh, someone like basically saying, I hope you weren't um, putting out in jail, shall we say, Dave. You know, some really <laughs> poor dialogue. And Lauren Avedon's rocking the double denim, which is fantastic. Nice, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so he basically, uh, Jason says, I'm not getting involved in this. I'm going straight. I've got to... He's got an apartment in Manhattan, Dave. Fuck me, is he done well for himself coming straight out of jail? Yeah. Straight away. So this Kiefer leaves him and he comes out with his pal. And then the next minute, we've got this neurotic bloke about 60, like doing some of the worst hammy, like aggressive acting with his missus, which is about 20 years younger than her, older than her. But he's sort of, it looks like he's beat the family up, which he hasn't. He's like, you, I need the drugs. And then the son gets a phone call that they're on the way, and we get the one of the worst fucking scenes I've seen, Dave, death scenes. It is, without doubt, it's not even a B movie, Dave. It's a fucking Z movie. And what I love about this is they've obviously rented these houses and apartments for a day because there's yeah. no furniture. There's no, like, <laughs> continuity, like they live there, pictures or anything. They're just empty shells. And they said, look, we've got a day. You've got to act it out and do this in a day. It's brilliant, Dave. Absolutely brilliantly shit. <laughs> so I don't know if you can see on the screen, but this is the start of the movie where you see the sniper. Yes. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even you wait for it. Oh, God. Yeah, Chris, hard to disagree with any of that. I mean, it starts off, and like you say, you've got Lauren Avedon in the balaclava there. He's foiled by Cynthia Rothrock. And uh, some of the the fight scenes are not terrible, but they're not great either. (laughs) And we've seen both of these people be, you know, much better in other movies. And I just, again, I think it must be a budget thing where... You know, they haven't got time to do three days to get a a fight sequence right. You know, we'll do it. Three takes, that's it, we're done. You know, we haven't got we haven't got enough money for film for any (laughs) more. I, I just think some of the fight sequences look really, really sloppy and and just uh, they do look like they're choreographed. Whereas, you know, if you watch something like Daredevil, of course, it's choreographed, but it looks real, doesn't it? So uh, I, I think you just don't get any of that uh, sort of feel to it at all. No. But, um, yeah, you know when Lauren Avedon was in Baywatch, and it's obviously got this – Baywatch has a certain aesthetic, doesn't it? I don't mean in terms of, like, the bikinis or whatever, but just yeah. the, the film that it's shot on and everything. And it's just TV, and that's what this is. It's just TV. Now, it is a bit more violent. You see blood and everything, so that warrants its kind of age rating, I guess. But, yeah, the budget is just terrible. The only positive thing I can say about it, Chris, is I don't think it's quite as bad – as No Retreat, No Surrender 2. Uh, sorry, not No Retreat, No Surrender 2. It's the King of the Kickboxers 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So it, it, that one was worse, I think, than than this one. At least, you know, the the people behind the scenes, the camera work, the way it's shot and everything, the way it's edited is a little bit better than that. You don't get the same reoccurring music over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, that, Dave. I like that. That's good. Because you're right. The, it's shot like a TV movie. And, like, so So one of the best bits that got me around, and I'm pissing myself laughing, is when we've had this... So, so sorry, before the family... Sorry, we have, I actually got this wrong, but before the family have this this weird family and they get like taken out by the mob and this Kiefer who's picked up Jason, he's part of this gang. Before that, Lauren Avedon goes to his, the auntie, right? Who looks about the same age as him. And she starts off really when she turns up and he's there and she looks at him and he goes, it's Jason. And it's like, hang on, you've been looking after his son for six mm. years while he's been in jail. So, so the conversation goes like, she's dead pleased to see him, not asked that he's been in jail or anything. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, great, great to see you. Then she starts crying about what a failed mother she's been to Tommy, the kid. <laughs> <laughs> then he, she goes, he goes, where is she? And she goes, he's at the beach. And now I know there is some sort of beach in New York, Dave, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't shot at the beach in New York. No, it's so weird, isn't he's, it? He's well out of the way. But Tommy's there looking out to see, like, the beats and that. And he's, like, he's talking to himself, so he's in a monologue. He is expressing it. So Tommy's dialogue goes something like, oh, I just want to see my dad. I've not seen him for so long. I just want him to be here. And then, lo and behold, Jason, Lauren Avedon, he stood over the bench with his shades on, with his fucking <laughs> no no under three shades on. He goes, hey, Tommy. But then Tommy, who has been wishing for this fucking... Genie in a bottle, let's rub the, the lamp, I've got three wishes. His dad is there, 30 seconds after he's just wished for his dad there. He clams up and basically doesn't want to speak to him at all. He's sort of like, fuck you. And then he's, he gives him a Game Boy with a game, and he's looking at him to yeah. me, and I'm like, you've just wished for your dad to be here. He's came here like it's a fucking movie, like, you know, Dr. Like Strange. it's a miracle. Just, yeah, Dr. Strange has <laughs> just turned him in there and he's put him on the spot. And then you've been a little shit with him. And then we get this, like, he takes him to the... He looks like Coney Island Fair. He takes him to the fair and all of a sudden he's dad of the year again, Dave, after six years of not seeing his son. <laughs> and that's, sorry, when we get the family getting taken out and then we yeah. get the girl, his love interest, who escapes. And then he... Of all the coincidences of the streets they could be on. Fucking Jason's driving Tommy and he's, this BMW has suddenly appeared from Dave, which we've had no dialogue where he's picked a car up from between getting out of jail and that and, and this Kiefer dropping him off. And she's on the bonnet and he escapes, but the guy who's the henchman slows it down enough to get the registration, Dave. And I'm thinking, well, where's this car registered? Like, what's going on here? You know, it... <laughs> It is fan-fucking-tastic. It's so <laughs> badly edited, it, and the dialogue is awful. I fucking buzzed off this, because I knew you'd hate this. <laughs> God. I was going to say, I don't think anyone's going to call you out for slightly getting the plot or, or scenes yes. slightly the wrong way around, because none of it makes sense. I mean, like you say, <sighs> Lauren Avedon, right, is playing this character of Jason, and... He's not just a bit of a criminal, you know, he's not someone who, you know, is trying to steal something from a shop for it to feed his family or something. 
or maybe you know he's ended up in this difficult position. Actually, Chris, I had, I had a weird dream last night. You know, one of those dreams that you you sort of only half remember. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I think I did. I, I robbed a bank or killed someone or something, and ended up on the run. And I was just like, I, I was just racking my brains in my dream, like, how the fuck do I get out of this? And then when I woke up, you know that feeling of like. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> so, but but that's essentially what this this uh, movie is because he's he's not this low life criminal who's just made one mistake. He's a fucking hitman for the mob, and then he comes out, and it's like he's Ned Flanders or something. It's like he's fucking. He wants to be dad yes. of the year, like you say. He's got this plush apartments in manhattan how the fuck are you paying for that if you're not continuing your criminal life uh, and you know it's just it's utter nonsense I, it's just completely unbelievable that he would turn a leaf quite to that degree and still be absolutely minted and the fact that like you say when they go to the beach it looks like la or something and you know it doesn't look definitely on the west coast somewhere it looks nothing like manhattan <laughs> just fun. absolutely Bonkers, Chris. <laughs> That's what I love because in this new continuity, you'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then the best bit for me, one of the funniest bits in this movie, is we have got Keith Fatale, and I love the fact that I can use all the notion notes under three references now, Dave, and I don't care. Is the Keith Fatale body double? He's back. So China O'Brien is on the street, and what we get just before it is the mother of Tommy has come back, the auntie, again, who has been looking after her son for the best part of six years, she's not seen us, brings her back like she's fucking long lost daughter or something. Oh, I remember years ago, you know, you were a little bit out of control and everything. And it's like, you've had to look after, feed, clothe, pay for this fucking kid because the dad's a psycho who's been in jail. You fucked off because by the sounds of it, you you were obviously some sort of drug addict or whatever, you were out of it. They laugh it off like it's absolutely nothing. And then the next scene, of all coincidences, she is the fucking sister of fucking Cynthia Rothrock. I'm just going to keep yeah. on the China O'Brien. And yeah, as she gets yeah. out of the car, this guy runs back, nicks a bag, and what is one of the best things ever is he nicks a bag in some little town in America, but by the time China O'Brien's chasing after her, it's the fucking middle of Manhattan. But every single person who has any sort of fight in this movie does martial arts, Dave. No matter how old, how small you are, everyone does. The guy who's robbed the bag is fucking doing proper Chuck Norris fucking kicks and everything on this stairwell. But what's amazing, he passes the bag to someone China O'Brien takes out the first robber, then gets on the Krypton Factor zip slide, slides down the street, does a Mick Dundee and kicks a fucking glass, which knocks the guy over. And then she goes up against the guy who's got an iron bar and she uses the handbag as a fucking nunchuck, Dave, and starts fighting him. (laughs) And it's clearly not Cynthia Rothrock. The the, the editing between the two and the guy who's wearing the, the blonde wig is amazing, but you've got all that Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, 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 it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And she, babe, I'm sorry. Physics dictate, I don't care how good she is at fucking martial arts, it would be very much like Indiana Jones when that guy pulls the fucking big sword out, starts doing all the moves, and Indy just goes, bang, see ya. She would get yeah. fucking hammered, Dave. I don't care how 
good she's at martial arts. Anybody with natural physics would just absolutely nail her in one punch. I don't care what anybody says, having done this and you've done it, it wouldn't work. But she can take these people out. And that scene is fucking brilliant. That is worth the entrance money because it's so <laughs> ridiculous. And the, the fight choreography reminded me of when we did the Turtles Exactly like yeah, that. Like they're, yeah. the, 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 they're not hitting, but it's like they're dancing all the way through the film. It is yeah. brilliant. That is it. it. It is like, and and that's what I was clumsily trying to say about, you know, it, it looks like it's choreographed. You know, it, it looks like, you know, if me and you was trying yeah. to do something, it's like, right, I'll do a, a backwards sweep. <laughs> you know, I'll try and sweep your leg and you, you know, you go down on the floor and it would look utterly shit. Right. It yeah. looks better. This movie looks better than that, but not by much. You know, yeah. it's just really, really obvious. And, you know, again, you got to give credit to Rothrock for what she did. But, you know, she was she was really good at the forms, wasn't she? That, that's where she won yes. all of her uh, yeah. medals and everything. So it just means style. Style-wise, she was just brilliant. But, you know, when, you, when you're up against big fucking meatheads it, it doesn't matter really no you know no. It, it's funny they because they played around with that there was a little guy who kind of looked a bit mexican or something yes yes he was really good actually you could see like his, the way he moved and everything really great technique but um you know with him they didn't mind him losing he you know and i think he got shot yeah, he got shot in the end. <laughs> Knocked but out. When, he was like Keith Cook. Remember him yes. in China yes. O'Brien? He was yes. really good as well. And it's like, yeah. oh, you, you can see, can't you, when the when the technique is really good and you're like, oh, yeah, who's, who's this guy? So this this other fellow, he wasn't quite Keith Cook levels, but he did look really good. But they didn't mind him getting his ass kicked constantly, you know, throughout the movie. You know what, though, Dave, and you're right. Uh, it's, Jennifer's like the love interest, right, of Jason. And what gets me is Jennifer has nicked this heroine, hasn't she? Whether it's the yeah. right thing to do or not, she's nicked the heroine of, like, this guy who is dressed in fucking... It's Kiefer's brother. I don't know what he's called in it. He's the one who's dressed in a fucking smoking jacket. He's got women just falling off him. He looks like some extra from one of the Van Damme movies when, like, Death Warrant or something. He looks like a right fucking tramp in it, like proper, like, just does not fit the maf the mafia, you know, Jason's ex-boss and everything. And what's brilliant is there's a scene where Jason's talking, so he gets back to this house with Jennifer and they've got Tommy and they're having this dialogue and everything. And then all of a sudden, Lauren Avedon goes to the mafia guy's house and beats up the two henchmen in his apartment yeah. in Manhattan from nowhere. He's got different outfit on. He levers them, right? Knocks them clean out. There's no one else there. But then it flicks back to the house and Lauren Abdon's got the same check shirt on he had on the scene before. And it's like <laughs> we've completely edited it wrong. That scene adds nothing to the movie. There's no mention of him beating him up because the guys he's just beat him up had there in the next scene when he goes back to the, the mafia guy to warn him off him saying I'm out. It, it is fucking brilliant editing, Dave, because it doesn't make any sense, that scene. And nobody even mentions the fact that he's already been in this Manhattan apartment and levered all the henchmen, but then comes back like nothing's happened. It was, it was so bizarre. I, I've got to give you props here, Chris, for even picking up on that, because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I'm afraid I wasn't invested enough 
to even notice that, to be quite honest. I, I, any kind of continuity errors, unless it is absolutely in your face, I, I wouldn't have spotted them here. But um, what I did spot, Chris, was the main kind of bad guy was a ringer for Phil Mitchell. That's him. That's what you meant, <laughs> Phil Mitchell. Get yeah, him. Yeah, Phil. <laughs> I just couldn't tell you seriously. I just kept thinking it was, he's going to break into a Cockney accent. He's going to be like, look, Grant, I just fancy yeah. Sharon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, oh, my brother. Sorry. <laughs> You're right, Dave. I mean, he's Kiefer's brother, isn't he? Like the ringleader. And he's fucking rubbish. Like all yeah. the way through it, he's trying to blackmail Jason and, and get him back because, the, and he even says to his brother, and he says, <laughs> Jason was so much better. We were so much better with Jason because obviously Jason was the man mm. by the looks of it. But there's, there's a bit where I, right, fucking I mean, this is bad, isn't it? So they're all, they, they all sort of get back together, don't they? Like, so, so Lauren Avedon's with his ex-wife who's abandoned mm. the son. The son's there. Nobody's bothered. The son's got multitude of mental health, abandonment issues, everything. But Tommy's like the worst got, actor ever. He don't get a Got a Game Boy, though. He got a Game Boy <laughs> with Mario Kart or Tetris. He's happy, Tetris, Dave. You know, yeah. absolutely happy. He's well happy with that. He's back on side. But when, like, Lauren Avedon and his mate, the one you said, like, his friend who gets a kick in, this is when his friend gets um, taken out. They have this fight, don't they, at the docks. It looks like it's on mm. the Manhattan Bridge. And, and Jason's there, and he makes him drop the pants... And they're like, oh, yeah, is this from when you were in jail? And all this. And then he's like, <laughs> no, get a bit. And he makes him count. And they're like, yeah, five, four, three. Because someone gets killed at the start for doing the same thing. Keith does it to him and says to him, like, Drop, you know, walk and count. Don't yeah, walk back. Yeah. I'll kill you. And he kills him. But from there, it's nonsense because the, the, Jennifer sold the drugs to these low-level people who then go to another sort of Mexican cartel there's this subtext going on. So she's not a redeemable person, really. She's just a fucking drug dealer, really, Dave. She sells yeah. them. The, the low-level drug dealers then get killed, and we have this fucking shootout between them all. But what I love is someone who loved, when I was a kid, I loved Double Dragon. I used to play that game yeah, all the time on, yeah. on the Master System, the Mega Drive. I played it in the arcades. I love in these films that they've gone back to that sort of um, Japanese martial arts movies where anybody who is not a size 32 waist is basically superhuman strength, Dave. They're all out of shape, <laughs> but in this, all the punches hit, don't they? Like, the, the, the yeah. guy who runs the Mexican cartel gets in a fight. He can do martial arts, but everything he hits, he's like he's hitting, like he's like he's Ivan Drago. Everything he hits, he destroys, because it's just every <laughs> FUD is just like... And when they're hitting him, they're bouncing off his belly and everything. And that is just pure video games. And this is the point where that guy must shoot about 500 bullets in the Uzi until he runs out of him. I've never yeah. seen a gun fire so many bullets. It is brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. It, it is poor, Chris. But, I mean, I, I don't normally do this, but I was just kind of uh, trying to refresh my mind with it here. And I'm just going to... I'm not going to play the sound, but I'm just going to bring it up on the screen here because the the stunt work is phenomenal. <laughs> so it's when you've got the guy doing roly-polies on the roof, you know, because yeah. Lauren Avedon's shooting at him. What is that? Fucking Mel Gibson. So man. look at this. But the roly-poly. Look, look. Here we go. Roly-poly. 
Well, the physics of it, Dave, you wouldn't be able to hit him from there. He's on top of a fucking lorry container. Know, yeah. How do the roly-polies actually help when know, someone's yeah. shooting it at is. you there? It's Uzi, man. Look, look. Yeah. That Uzi goes for about... It goes for about 30 seconds. They look. <laughs> He's got about 20 bullets in there. stops it. Like a bit of wood as well. Hiding behind a wooden wheel is uh, a good strategy there. (laughs) And all this, though, the rolls and everything. All roly-polies. Dave, as a kid, you take it in, don't you? You absolutely take it in. They do love their roly-polies, don't they? Everyone. Oh, Dave, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah. I mean, as we... thought I'd share that with you because I, I kind of had it on in the background. I was jumping back yeah. and forth to just remind myself of the shit show that it was. And oh, it's just fucking... caught my eye and I was just like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> but we get another awkward Lauren Avedon sex scene again, Dave, don't we? Like oh, King man. of the Kickboxers. I mean, he sleeps with Jennifer. I can say Jennifer's not redeemable, but she seems to get out of this movie fucking pretty much unscathed. So, yeah. We all think it's over and we think the movie's finished because this is when uh, Jason sleeps with Jennifer. They're in bed together. Jennifer wakes up and goes, oh, my God. Not like when we were having sex last night for hours on end by what we've just seen. She goes, I don't think, you know, basically they're going to, one of the guys is not dead or something. Why have she never said anything to Jason? Tommy's there at Central Park with his (laughs) mum. But then... With China O'Brien, obviously. China O'Brien then gets chased against these two guys. So Tommy's on skates. Two guys come on skates and pick him up and skate through Central Park. She's running at full speed, can pretty much catch them. But then she gets on a scooter, Dave, a fucking motorized scooter. (laughs) But then Lauren Avedon turns up, Jason, and he's running faster than her. And she's on a fucking motorized scooter. It is one of the best comedy chases I have seen. The continuity is fucking brilliant. It is absolutely mad. I find the body movements of the kid as well as he's getting dragged along. Just really strange. It just looks weird. So, uh, again, going to have to show it, aren't I? My God, go for it. It's one, anyone who's listening, this is one of the best fucking scenes in the movie. It's, look, it's look, the look. way the kids move. <laughs> I mean, she can't really run. And then this guy goes after him, doesn't he? Hey, I know. And he comes after him, doesn't he, on the bike? Look, there's someone in front of him skate. Look, look. Dave, this is brilliant. I mean, to be fair, the henchmen have got fucking elbow pads on in case they fall over. Look at this, yeah. Dave. This is A-team. Look at her. It's look. horrendous. Get off my son. You know? It's like the worst chase. This is like something off the fast show or something. Yeah, what is not, the kid doing in the middle is, there, though? I don't know, Dave, but that is not Tommy. And Look, look, watch. What's Lauren Avedon now, Dave? He runs as fast as him. Look, watch. Watch, he's right next to him. Look, look. <laughs> He's going yeah. past the you can see she's going about one mile an hour. He's <laughs> like this, running this like brilliant. Captain America. Oh, he's fucking brilliant. Look at this guy now, Dave. The fucking B-movie Morpheus. Look, look, Lauren Avedon's in front of her. It's fucking brilliant. Look, this is where he Because he's bigger than Lauren Avedon. Lauren Avedon, you, look, Dave, what? This is amazing. Oh, what the... <laughs> My God. This is terrible. And look, look. 
guy's like. You know, I hadn't thought that. Yeah, Morpheus, you're right. It's Morpheus in it. Like, and this was 2000 as well, wasn't it? It was literally yeah. the year after the Matrix. Hey, look. <laughs> so he just levered him, but then all of a sudden he goes, fuck he this. You're the eye of the tiger. Look at this. Look, one kick, Dave. Look, fucking brilliant. Absolutely. This is fantastic. Oh. But we, but this isn't even the end of it. So you think this is the end of it. So the, it all, like, everyone's happy. Then Jason tells, um, Cynthia Roffat's character that basic, and Nancy that her partner is a bent cop and he's the one who's been selling the drugs and everything. And they, then they go after him. But what was really surprising this end bit, there's loads of like people getting killed and stuff. Lauren Avedon takes a bullet in the arm. Him, him and Kiefer have his fight. <laughs> And he levers, or Keith, or whatever he's called, they lever each other. Yeah, yeah. They shoot about 60 bullets, and both of them end up with like a flesh wound on their arm. They're so, it's like Star Wars levels of shooting. But then he saves Jennifer, who doesn't deserve to be saved, and then he's dead. They've, he actually shoots, gets shot in the back, and Lauren Avedon's character, he's dead. I'm like, what is going on here? I mean, obviously, he's a hitman, so they're probably playing it out as he's not really redeemable, but he's more redeemable than fucking Jennifer. And then. It- do you think this was his Oscar attempt? I think so, because <laughs> he takes one. And then I'm thinking, he's going to survive it. But no, no, he gets the full eyes open thing, dies. But instead of justifying what's going on, they end up at the cemetery. So the mum with her partner is there. What does she do, Dave? She goes to Tommy. Who do you want to come with? Not like, hi, son, I abandoned you 10 years ago. I'm a shit mother but I'm going to leave you with this woman who was selling heroin, had your dad killed, but that's not a problem. And he goes, I'm staying with her. And she's like, I'm going to be like the big sister you never had. And I'm like, what yeah, the fuck but... is going on here? My dad slept with her once. That seems to be as good a yeah. adoption credentials as anything. <laughs> she got him killed, but let's just stay over that. It doesn't matter. I'm staying in New York with fucking Jennifer, the fucking deranged drug dealer. What a way to end a film, Dave. One of, without doubt, this is with one of the worst fucking movies we've covered. But I, I, I was in awe watching it because I was like, this can't get any worse. And every scene <laughs> got worse. It was amazing. You know what, Chris? I think we've we've done a few movies that don't have enough reviews to get like a Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, so this one doesn't have any any critics reviews whatsoever. Uh, it. It has a few user reviews, but because it doesn't have that many, uh, you can't see what the score is. It is funny. I mean, you touched on it at the top of the show where, you know, the guy was saying, I think it was uh, Godfrey Ho, the director, he was saying he couldn't sell it to the American or Hong Kong uh, film markets. And he basically said that the whole collapse of the American video market made U.S. distribution impossible and claimed that, you know, Hong Kong distributors aren't interested in American B movies. And I'm thinking, well, there, there are so many B movies. I think what people aren't interested in distributing is shit movies. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I don't think this is anything to do with a B movie. As you said, it's, it's a Z movie, but, um, I probably should have kept that for the end. (laughs) Should we get into our final (laughs) review? Let's fucking go, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) 
now, Chris, for new listeners, potentially, do you want to give them a rundown of our score? You might need it, guys, but I've got a feeling it might be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure where it's going to be. So if it's the best thing you've ever seen, we send it to Cloud City. If it's just below that, we send it to Pleasantville. If it's in the middle, it's Hill Valley. If it's getting a bit crap, it's not that good, we send it to Elm Street. And if it is the worst movie you've ever seen, you'll be sending it to Alderaan to be fired off into the sky by the Death Star, never to be seen again. So, Dave... As I've teed you up, where are you going to put this one, my friend? Well, I said before, King of the Kickboxers 2 is the worst movie I think I've ever seen in terms of just uh, getting no particular enjoyment out of it. You know, so it's not like a samurai cop or The Room or something like that, where it's just, it it is so bad, it's good. King of the Kickboxers 2 was just bad, bad for me. And this falls into that category as well. It's kind of, it's made in 2000, but if you'd have told me this was made in 85, I'd have believed you. (laughs) You know, it just, it, it had that feeling of an 80s movie and, you know, the, the, normally what you get with kind of Lauren Avedon and, and uh, Cynthia Rothrock, you get really good action scenes. You know, you get really good martial arts. But this was kind of like 30% martial arts and, and mostly gunfights and things. And you've got these weird plot lines. You know, I'm not sure exactly what is the main plot versus what are these side plots all about. I just thought it was terrible. So it's straight off to Alderaan for me, Chris, to be blown up and never to be watched again. And no one will care, apart (laughs) from you, probably. (laughs) No, how about yourself? Um, This is a terrible movie. Like I say, I had no backstory in this. This was purely a, I've got to get Dave and stitch him up. Bearing in mind that I know that's your pick next week, Dave. It's probably going to work against me. Um, but I, I had to pull some out of the bag. John Hammond's pulled some magic the last few times, Dave. And I thought, you know what? I've I've let go of my roots. I've let go of what got me to the dance on this podcast, Dave. And that was picking some god-awful movie. So I had to dig this one out. My God, did I dig this out. The good thing is it's on YouTube, guys. And if you're that desperate, you can speed up it if you want to. I didn't. I watched it in its full 97-minute glory, Dave. What a movie. (laughs) It's terrible. Lauren Avedon looks like he's got fucking arthritis now. Some of them kicks are not where they were 10 years earlier when he did No Took No Sunder Free. He looked older. Some of the, the fight choreography is off. Cynthia Rothrock, yeah, she's got great form and that, but just does nothing packs a punch, but there's some pure comedy, dialogue, comedy moments. The Central Park high-speed chase is amazing, as we've just said. Um, so for me, Dave, it's going to Hill Valley, my friend, because I'm going to watch this again. I don't care what people say about me. They all know that I'm an absolute sucker for some nonsense. And with Lauren fucking Avedon at the peak of his powers, Dave, what a guy He's going to get watched again in the Phelps family. I don't care where I've put other movies, and nobody can work out what I'm going to do when I pick these movies, Dave. <laughs> this was class, absolute class. And knowing you've put it to the bottom is even better. And I cannot wait for the fallout from all our listeners giving me some stick, Dave. So it's got to go there, right in the middle. Absolute class. Unbelievable. You know, some of these attempted uh, <laughs> stitch ups, things like Cage. You know, uh, from 89 with Lou Ferrigno and, and Red Brown. 
I, I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, and, and there's there's a certain sweet spot where, you know, I can really enjoy a really crap movie. But yeah, this one, not for me at all. But mm. um, you know the the enjoyment that I get, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It's the way these things work out, you know, after we've had a couple of Patreon picks. You pick, then I pick. And uh, so it means that I get to play Stitch Up as well this time. So I haven't done that in the past. So when you've tried to stitch me up and it's, I've ended up enjoying it, I've gone for something a bit better. Not since the days of Snake in the Monkey's Shadow, Chris, have I actually thought, yeah, I'm going to stitch you up. Although, <laughs> to be fair, I'm probably, I'm probably forgetting. I probably have done somewhere. Someone, the listeners could possibly tell me. But this, Chris, is going to be... Next week's pick is going to be classic, low-budget sci-fi adventure produced by the one and only Roger Corman. And it is Battle Beyond the Stars from 1980. Now let's get into the trailer. That's not, Dave. <laughs> Ruthless invaders, a defenseless planet. <laughs> Battle beyond the stars. A lone youth escapes on a last ditch mission that begins at the edge of the universe. <laughs> The story of a boy who finds more than he expected. Mr. Roper. Yes. All he can handle. Does your species have kissing? (laughs) Oh, yes. Of course it does. (laughs) Try one. That's a hot dog. Legend. I thought you had a fucking cigar then. (laughs) I like it. There's no dog. This is before this. 18 as well. It's just plain. Soybean meal. Hannibal Smith in Niacin. It? Yeah. Dextrose. Oh, that's just strange as I did. Sodium nitrate flavoring. That's what we call meat back home. Battle Beyond the Stars. Starring Richard Thomas. George Papard. Papard. Robert Vaughn, John Saxon, (laughs) a battle beyond time, beyond space, (laughs) that ends in a desperate gamble. They'll be able to board us. It won't make any difference. Get that hatch open! Battle Beyond the Stars. I wonder how many Star Wars clones were born after 77. Oh, so many. So many. 
seven, they were all coming out the woodwork. And, and that's one of the things Roger Corman's really good at, actually. I mean, after Jurassic Park came out, he released Carnosaur. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just terrible as well. But I used to really, really enjoy this. And it, it's been described as kind of a, an attempt at like a magnificent seven uh in space and so i i used to really enjoy this chris but um i think i've triangulated where i think you hate movies the most <laughs> <laughs> now there is a slight risk to my plan though because because it is quite similar to star wars in its theme like you say young young man out of his depth you know, uh, out in space because it is so close to a new hope. Maybe you might enjoy it, but um, hopefully not. <laughs> anyway, anyway, big thank you to everybody who supports us, guys. We really appreciate it. All our patrons, get over to patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. As always, it's so nice to see so many people supporting us. Obviously, a lot of them want to stitch us up, Dave, and that's what it's all about. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, if you do want to email us, guys, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media at VHS Strikes Back. Now, Dave, we have had an email, my friend. I did this, nice. I did share this with you on our reality TV show that we do, CD Reality Cast. If you're into Love Island, guys, which I'm pretty sure nobody listens to this podcast, this, but we are. Uh, in fact, Lucky Lily Green is in Kenka Staffs and Dave. They are, uh, patrons over there and they love our reality stuff so you know they have taste as well uh, we have an email from mr solomon michael joseph dave and it's entitled <laughs> martial arts now you think here we go it's gonna be what movie are you doing next but he simply says good morning i'm solomon joseph i would like to book kids taekwondo or martial art private lessons for four kids what type of credit card and check do you accept for payment looking forward to hear back from you thank you solomon joseph <laughs> Well, we teach fuck all, but we will accept any payment, Dave. <laughs> all major email. credit cards, yeah. PayPal, <laughs> all of it. What an email, my friend. So I don't know where that has come through or how our email has just correlates with that, but we, I can show them a few catters, Dave. I'm sure you can. You're still doing kickboxing, so you could do a few little things there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The email is thevhsstrikesback at gmail.com. I mean, I don't know how you accidentally email us thinking we're a martial arts school. <laughs> Maybe, Dave, it's some Eastern European cartel wanting to take over the martial arts dojos, Dave, it in Seattle. Be. Oh, my God, I didn't think of that. They're after I mean, the strikes up. Yeah, strikes back. You know, that could be could be martial arts related, couldn't it? But I don't know. You know, there's a tiny bit of me that thinks, I wonder if maybe he's emailed us before and it's gone into his junk mail or something. Yeah, or... I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. We don't yeah. get many emails. So, uh, you know, it's always nice to get one, but a uh, bit cryptic, that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's roll call of honour is Mr. Tony Farina, John Hammond, Blake, Maths, Jacks, Herb, Lucky Lily Green, Dylan, Heath, Matt, Carl, Paul, Alec, Timothy, and Glyn. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. And also, Mr. Ken Gustafson. Top, top stuff, Dave, and really, really good of your support. And as always, I've done it. There's no dialogue. There's no lines. But Dave, what are you going to take us out with today, my friend? I'm going to say this was the almost worst movie I've ever seen. And so with that, I will give you the honor of quoting us out, Chris.
Uh, I'll simply say, Dave, <laughs> you're a wanker. <laughs> and um, this movie is terrible, but it's Lauren Avedon at his best, and I am here for it, my friend. So I will see you next week. See you next Tuesday. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they must come at night. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Wax on, wax off. I'm not stupid. 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 I'm not